Hey, before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to let you know that our course and coaching program called Youth Ministry Growth Accelerator now offers a three-month and six-month payment plan, which makes enrolling easier than ever. Just head over to growyouryouthministry.com and sign up today. And as an added bonus, if you join by Friday, May 17th, we're offering a free student leadership launch workshop, which will help you build and launch your student leadership team from the ground up. I can't wait to see you in the program so we can start accelerating the growth of your youth ministry today. All right, let's get into the episode. Today, we're talking all about a vision for youth ministry and how to implement it. Welcome to another episode of the Ministry Coach Podcast, where we bring you weekly tips and tactics to help you fast track the growth and health of your youth ministry. My name is Jeff Lascola. This is... Kristen Lascola. And this episode... Actually, I don't even know what this episode is about. I'm going to pitch to you right off the bat because I oh. forgot. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Hey, good um, to be here. This one is all about your... Vision. Do you want me to do it or do you want to do it? No, nah, you can go ahead and do it. That's all I know about vision. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you had asked, what's my vision yes. for youth ministry yes. and how do I execute that? You okay. actually asked this question. I know, I did. Well, I asked it to you about four weeks ago, so I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and the answer to your other question is maybe. I don't know what the other See, question is. I know. You forget the questions you ask. All right. <laughs> Remember that friends where he's he Rachel writes Ross that big long letter and he didn't read it. And then she goes, Well, does it? Oh, vaguely. And he doesn't know how to answer because he doesn't <laughs> know. The, that's kind of what you're reminding me yeah, of. Yeah, pretty much. Anyways, okay, so I kind of summed up my vision. I guess vision and mission statement can kind of be one in the same ish. Yeah. I always think mission statement sounds I mean, I guess it could definitely be for ministry, but it sounds very business. Yeah. But then again, mission I'm in the business of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I think vision though seems a little Okay. Well here's the vision. <laughs> Better. Close your eyes. Imagine this. To create an age specific space and church for middle schoolers so they can fall in love with Jesus enjoy thriving community with other believers, love the church, and be equipped as a lifelong disciple. It's a long sentence. Well, I'm going to break <laughs> it down for you, okay? So the the vision statement, mission statement of our church overall is a lot more concise, and it's wonderful. And it's making disciples in a healthy church environment. And they do, they break that down. That's a lot shorter. It is. For <laughs> And like, I think that one's kind of embedded in the one that I said, Yeah. but because I work with a specific age group, I made it specific to that age group, but making disciples in a healthy church environment. But how do you do that? And they break theirs down with like all these W words, like word, warmth, worship, welcome, work it. I think one <laughs> has to do with like service. And so it's like work, but anyways, so to create an age specific space in church for middle schoolers. So let's kind of stop there for a minute. So age specific, 
And the reason I felt like this one was necessary to say is because I want to make my program scream middle school. If you're in high school, maybe you want it to scream high school. Or if you're just upperclassmen, high schoolers that will soon be adults, you know, whatever your mission is. But the you should walk into a room like I, I love the way our church does the children's classrooms because you walk in and it's like this was made with a three-year-old in mind. Right. This was made with a four-year-old in mind. And they're very specific spaces for very specific ages. And when you come into a space that is designed just for you, it feels like home. Mm. And that's what I want students to walk in thinking like, this isn't a space we're using or, oh, be careful, don't touch. And oh, like that's not ours and step over here. But it's like, this is for you. Mm. Look what we did. This is for you. And I think there's something like subliminal and powerful about saying this was for you from the music to the decor to the words on the walls whatever you have like in terms of art or mural or paint or activities and food and things to do and timing and energy and it just all says this is for you because we i mean if you can think back to church when you were little you didn't go to church when you were little. So <laughs> yes, sorry. I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> then we stopped going, but well, I think back to church when I was little and that space did not feel like right. it was. For That's me. what I was thinking. What I do remember about it was it felt very cold and like a repurposed room. Right. And for me, it felt like it was meant specifically for my parents so much so that I remember my mom would bring activities hmm. for me to do in church because I was sitting there during a sermon and music that I could care less about. So you weren't even in like a children's group? No, they didn't really have like a thriving children's group. And to me, it was just hard to connect. Like all the kids would start out in the main service and then we'd sing some hymns like with actual hymn books. And then they'd be like, okay, if you're a kid, come out this door. I'm like, I never went there. I am not doing that. Like, I, I don't know where walk they walk out this door to who knows where with some person. I don't know. It just was not designed for us. And that was clear. Even as like, I was probably at this age, four, five, six. And I could mm. tell this was not meant for me. They are making arrangements for me, but it's not meant for me. Mm-hmm. And so because of that feeling, I want the youngest Christian Kids, I don't work with kids, but the youngest Christian I work with, sixth, seventh, eighth grader, to know church is meant for you. And we're going to show you how much we want you here by like letting it scream you, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. And that's why I love our midweek program. Yet again, another reason I do not like combining age groups. I was going to say, what do you do for that then? Well, because our our whole church is ours on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, we'll be quiet because the women's Bible studies over right. there or the high schoolers over here, they're intimidating. So don't go over there. It's like we get the whole place to ourselves so they can run free and use all the stuff. And it's us. Yeah. If you share it with high school, that's a different thing to navigate you know i know a lot of people start together and oh, then have separate areas i uh, yeah i meant more like are you talking about the sixth grade through 12th grade kind of ministries yeah, like okay. that's hard because how can you make a space like you can make different places right. in that space meant for different ages but 
Um, I love that. Like even a girl today at the church, I was inviting a new kid to come to youth group, this amazing visitor today. And I was like, come on Tuesday. I would love to talk to you more. And I said, we meet here Tuesday, six 30, I said, well, not in this room. We get the whole church. And this girl chimed in. She's like, yeah, we get the whole thing to ourselves. Like <laughs> she was so happy because most of those spaces on the weekends are occupied by adults or mm. little kids or whatever. So anyways, design that space a hundred percent around who they are and what they like, because here's the thing. I want them to enjoy church. Mm. I think that is such an important word enjoy. Do students enjoy coming and the space that they are invited into will have a huge bearing on that. And I think that can be spiritual in and of itself as I've prepared a place for you. Mm. Who said that? Jesus did. (laughs) He says, I go to prepare a place for you. And that's this special thing of like, I have you in mind and I'm preparing a place specifically for you. And I think we can show that kind of Christ-like hospitality and, and all these things at one point in my ministry journey, I did not see a spiritual Mm. and now I really do. And So sometimes I think we can balk at that of like, well, I'm going to preach the word. And even if I have to do it in a back alley, who cares? Because Jesus will be preached. It's like, yes, if that's what it comes to, we for sure will. But if we're not at that point yet, let's not. (laughs) Like we can still reach our culture and where they're at and let people come into a space that they enjoy created with them in mind with the Christ-like hospitality, I think there is something spiritual in that. So just my opinion. But number two, where, um, so we said to create an age-specific space in church for middle schoolers so they can fall in love with Jesus. And that is super important for me in my vision of helping teaching Jesus in such a way that our students fall in love with him. We did an episode on this a while ago. Mm-hmm. So you, we can link that in yeah. the description below so mm-hmm. that you can go back and look at that one. And I feel like if we are preaching Jesus, the like just stop and go watch the chosen for a little bit because <laughs> there's these Jesus heart melting like moments where you just see God in flesh and the way he interacts with people and the way he treats them. And it is like so beautiful. I haven't seen that. The way they do it. And I'm sure most of you have watched it. It's definitely a youth pastor favorite, but I mean, who the actor that plays him and the way it's written straight from the Bible, but it just brings this, these stories to life and you see the humanity Hmm of God, like God in human together. And it's like mind blowing. So if you watch the chosen and catch that scent a little bit, and then go back to scripture and then be able to communicate Jesus in the way that he's meant to be communicated. I don't think people could do anything but fall in love with him. Hmm. And in that episode, I talk about just these Jesus moments for me in scripture where like my heart just like melts out of my body. Like, (laughs) uh, like how are you? Like, it just blows me away. And so the challenge for us as pastors is to get to know Jesus in that way ourselves, because if we love and are passionate about who Jesus is, then the way we will communicate and teach him 
to our students will hopefully do him justice. Mm. We have to get him out of that flannel graph Sunday school <laughs> kind of vibe yeah. and put him in his rightful place of this is the God who walked with us, that loved people, that showed us what God is like, that didn't wait for us to somehow be good enough mm -hmm. but he came and pursued us he's the initiator of relationship and his love is unfathomable if we can start to paint this picture of who he is i think students will have so much better of an understanding of well then why would i love jesus because so many times we tell kids you gotta love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul and all your mind right but that is so easy to do when you understand how much he loves you. Mm. And so we can't miss that part of you were loved first. You right. were loved first. You were loved first. Let me show you. This is how undeserving we are of this love and it's available. It's accessible. So those kinds of things I want students to really catch. Please understand the God you serve, mm -hmm. not out of like, this stale kind of religiosity duty, you know, because the Bible commands that we love God. It was like, but whoa, what came first? His love for us. Mm. And here's where that leads us to. So anyways, show him. I'm, I mean, I haven't even showed my students clips of the chosen yet, but I think I'd like to in this next season, just so they can start to like put the picture. Right. And it's an artistic interpretation of course. But, but it helps. It, it does. And it, we're, it's such a visual video culture that we're in anyways that why not speak to them in their current language? Right. So after you guys are done with Squid Games, like me, <laughs> switch over to The Chosen. Check it out. I've never <laughs> seen it. I'm interested to watch it. Yeah. Netflix, Amazon like it. Prime? Um, It's its own app. Oh. Well, I don't know. If there, if you know a better way, let me know. Maybe I'm out of the loop, but I just download the chosen app and I like watch it <laughs> on my phone and stuff like that. But I'm sure it exists somewhere else. It's all crowdfunded. It's really good. Okay. So number four, or sorry, three, fall in love with Jesus. Enjoy. There's that word again. Enjoy this. Cause this should, what's part of the word enjoy joy. We should have so <laughs> much joy in our faith, in our church, in our relationship with God. And I do enjoy thriving community with other believers. So remember, we talked about Larry Osborne's book, Sticky Church. And, he and if was, you haven't gotten that book yet, this has only been plugged like five times on this podcast. And I'm getting Make nothing. Make sure you pick it up. Larry did not ask me to do yeah, this. Exactly. Larry is not giving me <laughs> any perks. I just honestly, he's one of my favorite authors. Amazon may give us a couple pennies for the, for the affiliate link, but mm. that's about it. So, well, Kind of forgot about that. But anyways, <laughs> he says, if you want your church to be sticky, so think if you want your youth group to be sticky, meaning you want people to stick around, close the back door, you Velcro them to two things. Number one, God's word. Number two, other each believers. Other. Yeah. So each other, other believers, relationships, whatever. So yeah, the whole point is that people come in the door. They might get great teaching. It might be a great atmosphere. It might totally speak to them. But if they're not given opportunities to engage in community, mm -hmm. the stickiness kind of washes away because people are meant for a relationship. We know that. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one. You're a youth pastor. This is your A game, I hope. So 
small groups. Obviously, we want to get them involved in small groups. And then you can go back and listen to our last episode too, where we talked about kind of taking students from the fringe to the core Mm -hmm. of your youth group. And so something like getting them involved in events and camps, getting them involved in serving and student leadership, all of those things will create a stickiness to them. I had a couple of kids come back. They were on my student leadership team and they're like, begging like can I come back and like help in junior high you know because they said we just have such great memories of it being fun they just thought it was so much fun and they want to continue to serve I think once you like kind of start to play to your strengths at church and you find your a game and you find a purpose you it's a little addicting like Mm. I like it here like I and I have to think it's because we're designed to be a part of the body of Christ Mm. and when that little itch is being scratched in the right way, we realize another facet of our identity in Christ, you know, Mm -hmm. like this is how God made me and wants to use me. You know, like there was that Christian runner and he was just like so good. And they were like asking him like something about his running. And he's like, I do it for his, or I feel his pleasure when I do it Hmm. because it was like, this is how he made me. This is how he gifted me. And when I'm running, I feel the pleasure of God because my gifts are being that he bestowed upon me are being maximized. And I feel the pleasure of God. I'm doing it wrong. My lungs burn. That's about all I get. (laughs) Well, he didn't (laughs) gift you that way. I guess so. (laughs) So yeah. how, How can you help students feel the pleasure of God, Mm -hmm. which I guess is worded kind of weird, but I, I understand it because when I am teaching and I just feel the Holy spirit, like moving and talking through me, I'm like, that's the closest to God. I feel sometimes Mm -hmm. is up on stage teaching because that's when it's like, Holy spirit, activate. Activate, I don't know the song activate. you're singing. Holy Spirit. It's on TikTok. Oh, Are you I'm, not on I'm, the TikTok, I'm not, Jeff? I'm not, I'm not on the TikTok. I have no clue what you're talking about. Boomer alert. People send me TikTok links and it just goes to like a website and I have to watch TikTok on a what website. What a dork. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. As if I need anything else in my life that will waste my time. I don't. Well, I do it while I multitask. <laughs> So anyways, so that kind of brings us into number four, love the church. So I really do want students to love the church. And when they are serving and they're in the zone and they're using their gifts, that can aid in them loving the church because mm. they it's a place that they love to be. I have students right now that we have three services every weekend and they want to be at every single one. Yeah. Like you already played this game. You already heard this message. They love to help. They love the church. They love to be there. It's like. I wonder how many services you could have before they'd say, okay, this is the 10th service. I'm not going to come right? to this one. And these are the kids that are like our really popular, fun kids. You know, they have other places they could be, you know, because, you know, maybe there's a kid that's like, I yeah, their parents else to go. aren't attending. No, their every parents single... only attend one. They get dropped off yeah. or maybe their parents are serving or whatever. But they love being there so much because I think of a lot of the things we've already talked about. It's a space designed for them. We've got donuts. We've mm-hmm. got games. We've got fun stuff. And they enjoy being there. And they're so engaged in worship and the message. It's not like, oh, who cares? Like, I'm going to leave once the message starts. Right. They love it all. And so 
when they start to see church as a place for them, that is a motivation to serve. But I think also for the church to be a place that they enjoy for the long haul, that it's a place where we handle the business of God with integrity. So them over their lifetime watching us handle money well, Mm. handle conflict well, handle people and relationships and discipline well, like they're watching and these are their formative years of the opinion they're building about the church because there's so many people who love to get on social media as a college age student and talk about the deconstructing of their faith Mm -hmm. or the spiritual trauma that happened because one time when I was in fifth grade, a youth leader did fill in the blank or said fill in the blank or made me feel fill in the blank most of the time that one. And so it's like, these are their formative years. And so while it's important for the adults to see, Oh, the church has got it together. I think it's almost more important for students to see the church as a place of integrity, love, character, a place to be trusted, because this is going to start to build their love for the church. Mm. Because a lot of times people will say, well, I loved Jesus, but I hated the church. Or I'm a Christian, but I don't go to the church. The church is full of... Hypocrites. People. Right. Same, one and the same. <laughs> True. Yeah. And so people you know, from a young age are starting to develop their view of Jesus. We already talked about that, but they're also developing their view of the church. Mm -hmm. And we know that when the church handles things poorly or treats people poorly or handles conflict poorly, that can start to create this vision of a belief system of who people think the church is. And I think that's really important. I think there's some areas where we've been on some thin ice with people and, you know, I think we don't obviously bend to conform to the culture, but we show the love of Jesus and you, there is a way to stick by your convictions as a Christian of Jesus's code of morality Mm -hmm. and still be kind and still treat people with respect and still treat people as human and still walk in maturity and extend grace and forgiveness to everyone. Cause ultimately people don't answer to us. So just be careful of how you walk because you represent the church. Like right. that's a big deal. Um, and people early on in their faith I would say even probably obviously before they probably know who Jesus is, because I feel like once you know who Jesus is, that he is God, I I feel like you, you see people in a different light too. Mm. And it's like, before you reach that stage of your faith, that people can be where you put your faith. Mm -hmm. And when people screw up, which we all do over and over again, that's when it becomes well, the reason why I don't go to church is because they're full of hypocrites. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you go to church because of people, you know, like. Right. I mean, we can obviously see the flaw in it and we see the immaturity in it and all of those kinds of things. But that's just something that we need to be aware of right. because we are under the microscope. And until people get to that point where they realize, oh, we all are still sinful sure. and we're imperfect, but we worship but a perfect God. the spiritual right. maturity And if to they say, never get there, whatever. I think that's where the people have that one experience yeah. or whatever. And it's just that taste of, of church or whatever. And it was like, yeah, well, 
my pastor said this or he did this and therefore I don't believe. Yeah, and that hurt is real and right. that pain is real and that confusion is real. We're not diminishing or belittling that no. at all, but we don't want to be a hindrance for them to get to that spiritual place of knowing Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. like don't far be it from us to be a hindrance right. character wise or anything like that to th- make people mistake that Jesus and the church are the same thing. Exactly. You know, it's it's complicated, but, and we can't be perfect, of course, and we're not saying that, but it's just, we need to be very careful of how can we get people to love God's bride, mm-hmm. Jesus's bride. You know, she is flawed, but there is still so much good, and I love the church. So, and then the fifth part here, and be equipped as a lifelong disciple. And for me, the way that this presents itself in terms of how it executes into ministry is teaching people how to think, not what to think about the Bible mm-hmm. and spiritual um, things. And and I, I think one of my passions, and again, we did an episode on this, is teaching worldview Mm. to people, especially students of how they can navigate basically anything the world throws at them on like an intellectual level or a logical level, a theological, spiritual level, whatever it might be, but be able to reason through those things using scripture long after we're out of their lives. Because a tragedy can happen when they were followers of your youth group and of you and your program, but they were not followers of Jesus because then after the program, they were kind of like, eh. Fizzles out. Yeah. And we want them to successfully go to that next stage, but teaching them how scripture and the real world do work together and Mm -hmm. help them build that muscle and that skill of, Hey, like, you're going to be confronted with some things that might sound really good or people you respect might perpetuate certain ideas that are going to maybe start to make sense all of a sudden. And then their, you know, attention goes this way instead of staying on the Lord. And, you know, so I think we just have to teach them, here's how you think, not necessarily always what to think. So not everything has a specific Bible verse answer, mm-hmm. but you can think biblically about it. You can filter it, it through right. that worldview. Exactly. And that is a skill that is very important to me because of this last part. To be a lifelong disciple, that's a skill you're going to have to have because your faith is going to be tested. Your doubts are going to be accentuated Mm -hmm. at different times in your life, depending on what stage of life you're at. And these are people who are going to be adults eventually. They're going to be in college classrooms eventually. They're going to have some sketchy friends or professors eventually. And so being able to stay the course and not be given to every whim Mm -hmm. is super important to me. And we know nowadays truth is harder than ever. Right. What is it? It's impossible to know. Yeah. So anyways, well, for those of you watching on YouTube, you're going to get a little treat because our dog is looking through the window. (laughs) That is short kick. All right. Let us do the question of the day. Question of the day is, what is the most random vacation your family ever took as a child? So I have weird snapshot memories of this, and I kind of forgot we did it until you 
ask this question, but we did a weird road trip on Route 66. Okay. And we went through like parts of California and Arizona and New Mexico. And there's so many oddball little places <laughs> along the way that you like, there's like this wigwam motel. It's like a bunch of like wigwams. Right. I, I assume that's probably what it was. <laughs> but it looks like so sketchy. Uh, weird, just little stores and places. And I don't, I don't know why we did it. I have no clue. <laughs> I just remember being along for the ride. And this was uh, before there was any iPads. Right. How old would you have been? I was in like elementary school. Okay. I don't know exactly how old. And I don't know why we went. But we did. We did. I, Route 66. I don't know. It was weird. It's famous. You leaks. You can say that you did it. Yeah. Uh, my family, when I was in the third grade, because of my dad's business at the time, we took a trip to Mississippi. Now, nothing against Mississippi. It was a wonderful place. And I had a lot of fun. But I think we can all agree that's not typically like a, a vacation tropical, destination. Yeah, like a destination. But I remember being in the Gulf. It was super warm water, which I was unfamiliar with. And the and the floor or the bottom of the Gulf was very like muddy mm. and and mushy. I've never um, been to Mississippi. Which I wasn't expecting. But I remember having a lot of fun. It we went to like It's kind a, of random for a vacation. Yeah, well my dad played in the Billy Brewer Golf Classic. So for those of you in Mississippi, you know all about that. And so that's why we were there. But it just seemed like um, random. A little random. Yeah. yeah. We went to a water park. I had a lot of fun. There was one of the like most major thunderstorms I've ever seen in my life while we were there. But good times, just Sounds very like you different. Had fun. Yeah, good memories. I tried <laughs> to watch Friday the Thirteenth. My parents said I was not allowed to, so I remember just bits and pieces of a very random. Like you tried to go to the movie theater? No, 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 no. It was like on because you know, like you know, we're at a hotel and it has HBO, oh, and that was oh. playing, and so I wanted to watch it, and yeah, didn't happen. Good call, mom. Yeah. Dad. So, anyways, <laughs> all right, let's read a review. This comes from Scotland, actually. All the way. This was the one I promised I would read last week. So it says, Kristen and Mike Lascola <laughs> are such an amazing support with the kids and youth work I practice in Scotland. They are such a fun and lively couple that not only empower and equip leaders, but make you laugh constantly. I'm very thankful for the resources they supply too. You guys rock. And that was from Roy Osborne yeah, in Roy. Scotland. Yeah. Thank you so much. We are international. It's sometimes worldwide, you- worldwide, worldwide, worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was good. Oh, Mike. You are funny constantly. No, that... You are Mike all the time. Mike? Oh, yeah, that's me. Don't Um, forget about your friend for one second. (laughs) We we have fun. So sometimes it is... It's interesting to think there are people in other parts of this country and even worldwide that are listening to us. Worldwide. 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 Yeah, I know. It's like... Thank you guys for putting up with us. I feel like is where it should be focused on is just the thank you to you guys for listening and watching. Maybe we should write a review of our fans. I would write a review for our fans that say, you guys are awesome (laughs) with your comments, with the likes, with the subscriptions. Yeah, I appreciate you. I feel like, yeah, everyone in our community of Ministry Coach is very encouraging and uplifting. And I like the the questions and the Mm. participation. Like, it never feels like a drag. Like, oh, no, what are the comments going to say? It's always like, wow, everyone's so nice. It makes it a pleasure because 
you know, we do it once a week. We put in the time and mm-hmm. the editing and the content creation and all of that. And we enjoy it. But I think I would enjoy it a lot less if people were mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> so I'm thankful that, I mean, maybe the mean people are just silent. And I thank you, mean people, for that. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening. Yeah, because, you know, I I just enjoy all the, like, the Roy's of the world. Right. It's very nice. So thank you, Roy. Thank you guys for watching and listening. Make sure you put in the comments, what was that random vacation that you took as a as a youth or even maybe recently, but a and family you've vacation? been to the Wigwam Motel? I didn't stay there, but I'd love to hear if you've also been to the Wigwam. Maybe it's a great place. Maybe it's a five star. Who knows? <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, thanks so much for watching and listening, and we will we'll see, see you next time. time.